Good morning, and welcome to my kitchen. I hope that you've had a safe and happy July 4th weekend, and that the people in your neighborhood quit setting off fireworks at a somewhat reasonable hour. We're going to pick back up in John 10 today, where Jesus uses an illustration about sheep to explain some things about himself, his followers, and those who stand opposed to him and his purposes. Now, this section of, of John 10 actually includes two I am statements. Last week, we discussed the first of those statements, I am the door or the gate. And today we're going to look at the second, I am the good shepherd. And I know we read the beginning of this chapter last week, but we're going to go back and start at the beginning of chapter 10 this morning to get the full picture of what's going on here. So let's read John 10, 1 through 16. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will go in, come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. With that passage as, as our backdrop, let's talk about voices. There are certain actors and actresses whose, whose voices you would immediately identify simply by hearing them talk. People like Christopher Walken. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. And Fran Drescher. Everybody, just please watch the hair. Watch the hair! come to mind immediately for me. Then there's the voice from movies of, of my childhood that may resonate the most with me personally, the voice of James Earl Jones. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. 
You have failed me for the last time, Admiral. George signed this? Oh. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. I tell you what, let's have a little fun this morning. Uh, we're gonna play a game. Now there's gonna be a video that plays in just a minute on which you will hear the voices of a few well-known celebrities. And you'll have 15 seconds for each celebrity to try to guess who it is. And if you're watching live with us on Sunday morning, feel free to throw out your answer in the chat. We'll see who can get it right first. And hey, first right answer gets 10,000 points. Whatever that means. <laughs> points don't matter, just like the word international in International House of Pancakes. All right, let's see if we can guess some celebrity voices. And halfway to the monkey bars, I feel this hand on my shoulder. Whoa, bam, get slammed to the ground. I look up into my mother in my face, and she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to play in the monkey bars with, with John. She goes, who is? I said, I am. She goes, what's your name? I said, Matthew. She goes, don't you ever answer to Matt again. I named you Matthew from the Bible. And I thought I knew the kind of cat I was. I've had cats all my life. But when I saw, um, saw uh, myself... Um, I, I suddenly realized I turned into this, this cat I had of my own called Carpet once. Is that only real marketing movies get, I think, is word of mouth. Uh, you can promote it all you want, uh, but if the first few audiences go there and come back and can't say, I really saw this great film, I grew up in the north of England in the West Riding of Yorkshire, which meant that I spoke with a Yorkshire accent. But it wasn't just an accent, it was actually dialect, which means that you're not just mispronouncing words. High school, I got really serious about it, and I did uh, speech and plays, and I was in this uh, community program called Break the Cycle because uh, my town of Longmont was a target city for the most teenage pregnancies in Colorado. So you even learned something about Colorado from that. Now, maybe you didn't know all of those voices, but I'm guessing that if you did know a voice, in most cases you knew who it was pretty quickly after they started talking. I mean, it doesn't take long to recognize Morgan Freeman's voice or the voice of Spaceship Earth. Poised to shape the future of this, our Spaceship Earth. There are some voices that we just know. And the more distinctive the voice and the more familiar we are with a person's voice, the easier it is to recognize that voice and, and pick it out amongst a cacophony of other voices around us. And in the 16 verses we, we just read, Jesus makes something pretty clear. His sheep are able to follow him because they know and recognize his voice. Listen again to verses 3 through 5. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, the shepherd, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. As I briefly mentioned last week, a sheepfold is a large enclosure where where several shepherds from the village or town would, would bring their sheep at night. Now, sometimes a family would own their own sheepfold, but oftentimes these were communal spaces. And and so you would have several flocks gathered together in the same sheepfold. And when a shepherd then would would come in the morning to to get his sheep and, and lead them out to pasture, he would gather his own sheep by calling them. And as Jesus said, his sheep would follow him because they know his voice. And that last statement tells us a couple of things. Uh, First of all, we must be willing to be led, which isn't always as easy as we might like to think it is. We sort of exist in a climate and culture of confirmation bias. We like to have our our own thoughts, our beliefs, our actions reinforced and, and justified by the voices we listen to, which can create some obvious and some not so obvious issues. So a willingness to be led keeps us humble and puts us in a position to learn and reminds us of our need for a good shepherd. The second thing that statement tells us is that in order to follow the right voice and travel in the right direction, we have to know the voice of the shepherd. This whole scene in John 10 ends with with some comments from those in the crowd. There's still ongoing discussion about what happened in, in John 9, which we looked at last week. And then some in the crowd, they start saying that Jesus is, is demon-possessed and that he's raving mad based on, on everything that he's been saying. And that leads some of them to rhetorically ask, why listen to him? Now, the irony of that statement, of that question, is, is that Jesus has just gone to great lengths to answer that question for anyone who is genuinely asking it. Why listen to him? Because if you believe Jesus is the Messiah, if you are like those in the crowd calling him rabbi and have placed yourself in the role of his follower, if you believe him to be the good shepherd, then you listen because your ability to follow him is directly connected to your ability to recognize his voice. A couple of weeks ago, I texted Ashley on a Friday afternoon to see how things were going at the house. Y'all doing okay? I asked. Yes, came the reply. But then not too long after that came a follow-up. You almost home? Now, I thought that the wording of that was a little strange because that's not how she usually phrases that question. Mostly because the commute from the church building to our house is roughly 39 seconds. (laughs) I'm always almost home. But I simply texted back, I can be. The response this time came pretty quickly, in all caps with an exclamation point. Do be. 
So I can be, do be. <laughs> so I just said, okay, just a sec, I'll wrap stuff up. I feverishly gathered all my stuff, packed everything away and headed out as quickly as possible, not knowing what craziness awaited me at home. I walked in the door literally about three minutes after sending my last text, my arrival so prompt and, and fast that it even elicited a look of surprise from Ashley. But as I looked around, things seemed to be going okay, as well as they could at least. No huge issues or, or catastrophes. So I just tried to jump in and, and pick up some of the slack. It wasn't too long then before Ashley made a comment about not expecting me to be home quite that early, to which I replied, well, after your last text, I came home as, as soon as I could. And Ashley just said, oh, I don't have my phone. That must have been Isley. <laughs> Turns out I'd, I'd been texting Isley the whole time, and Isley was just ready for me to be home. But other than that, there were no pressing matters or issues or emergencies. You see, part of the problem with, with texting is that you, you kind of have to assume that, that you know who you're communicating with without ever actually hearing the other person's voice. And that, that, has to, that has to have caused far bigger issues than me coming home from work a little bit early. And if we aren't able to distinguish between the voice of Jesus and, and the other voices in our lives, we might end up convincing ourselves that we're listening to the shepherd when in fact we're listening to someone else. At one point in Galatians, Paul says to the church there, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? In other words, why'd you start listening to other voices? Are you sure you're, you're texting the right person? Similarly, he, he tells the Colossians, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. And so Jesus says, I know my sheep and they know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. In describing what what this sheep and shepherd relationship looks like, Jesus chooses the picture of his relationship to the Father to represent what he desires his relationship with his sheep to look like. And Jesus wants the intimacy that he shares with us to be reflective of the intimacy he shares with the Father. And he's so committed to that intimacy that he says, I am willing to lay down my life for the sheep. Each Sunday, we remember and celebrate that self-sacrificing love and commitment. Those were, were more than words for Jesus. His dedication to the Father and to his sheep is, is seen profoundly in the image of the crucified Christ, the good shepherd who takes on the role of the sacrificial lamb. In laying down his life, Jesus brings together and informs one flock out of all the sheep who were previously scattered among the various sheepfolds, the valleys, and the foothills. 
I have other sheep who are not of this sheep pen, he says. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. I know that there are some watching today who are in a state of fear or uncertainty or worry or hopelessness. As COVID numbers in our immediate area rise, the, the realities of the virus that has been impacting us for a while are, are beginning to be felt and experienced in new and difficult ways. And it's my hope and prayer today that we all find peace and direction and strength in the voice of the shepherd. And may we also be willing to ask ourselves some questions in that pursuit. What are we doing to know and recognize the voice of the shepherd? How are we positioning ourselves so that we can hear the voice of the shepherd over the other voices competing for space in our head? And once we can discern and pick out the voice of the shepherd, are we willing to be led? May we seek out the voice and and listen well so that we can clearly hear and respond to the voice of the shepherd. And may we find comfort in knowing that Jesus lays down his life for us and that he has brought us as his sheep together under the banner of his love and that as both the gate to the sheep pen and the good shepherd, Jesus welcomes us into the saving grace and love of the Father. We're going to pray our our prayer of confession now and then share in a time of of communion and meditation. Time to reflect. Time to, to share in a communion meal with family or those who may be with you. Or time to listen and to to strive to hear the voice of the shepherd. And so as we pray and then have time for communion and reflection, may you find in this time and throughout your week opportunity to be still and to listen. And as we listen, may we come to discern in deeper and more impactful ways how we can follow more closely the Good Shepherd. Let's pray. We confess to each other and to you, our Creator, that we fall short of being what we were created to be and what we have committed ourselves to be. Hear Hear us, us, forgive forgive us, us, renew renew our our resolve resolve to build the the kingdom kingdom of Christ. Christ. We often seek out the easiest paths Paths of least involvement in places where we might be uncomfortable, or paths of self-centeredness. Hear Hear us, forgive forgive us, renew renew our resolve to build build the kingdom kingdom of righteousness. We confess that we have not loved you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. Bring us out of darkness, Lord, and into the light of your love. Hear Hear us, us, forgive forgive us, us, renew renew our resolve resolve to build the kingdom kingdom of light. Forgive us for getting so caught up in the world's trappings and its false messages of hope that we lose sight of the hope of the kingdom, which brings healing and peace to a world in turmoil. Hear Hear us, us, forgive forgive us, us, renew renew our resolve resolve to build build the kingdom kingdom of peace. peace. 
May we resolve to become more kingdom-minded, to be peacemakers here and now. Amen. Amen.